Welcome to the 2ACC Tyranny's Worst Enemy. Hey, Patriot. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Just want to give a heads up. This episode, the audio got messed up, not by our own fault. We had to change microphones because of some construction. We used a different microphone and it lowered the sound of everyone, including our guest. But in this episode, we start talking about the elites are after the children again. Our guest, Elena Barbera. Elena is an average American mother turned unlikely YouTuber on her son's channel at Sunny Foz. Tired of watching her country burn from the sidelines, she decided to pick a battle and fight it with her new documentary. It's called American Groomer. It tells the story of how American children are being sexualized in their schools, how it came to pass that in 39 states it's legal to show porn to school children, and what can be done about all of it. Produced, written, and starring Elena Barbera, the film features interviews with the American Principals Project and the Child and Parental Rights Campaign. Watch it free at AmericanGroomerFilm.com. All right, folks, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest today, Elena. We have Mike and we have Rooster in the studio. <laughs> gentlemen, say what's up. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? And Miss Elena, glad to have you with us. How are you doing today? Great to be here. Awesome. I'm very happy. Thanks. Good, good. Now, what we do here, you know, it's just us shooting a breeze, but there's so much going on in the world. We don't know which end is up, as you can tell. Um, tell us a little about yourself, what you do, and we'll get into it. All right. Well, I am just a regular average American mother, and my son put me on YouTube uh, about a year and a half ago, got me a little more comfortable in front of a camera, and which was unexpected. But what I ended up turning it into was, uh, you know, I, I have a passion for trying to do something to save my country because it, it feels like it is just falling apart at the seams. I know a lot of people share that sentiment and don't know what to do. So I decided to dig in on one issue because it was too overwhelming to handle all of it and go beyond just screaming on social media. And I made a documentary about the sexualization of children in our schools. And I did research and learned some atrocious things that I think every parent and grandparent and teacher need to know. And we had a brief conversation. That gentleman, Jeffrey Marsh, we both know him. We both know about him. Would you like to let the listeners know who Jeffrey Marsh is? Jeffrey Marsh is a man who claims to be a woman who is very, very obviously a man. He is in full makeup and female clothing with a five o'clock shadow on the internet. And he's on TikTok and all, um, Snapchat and all kinds of you know apps that even older people haven't even heard of, talking to children and inviting children to talk to him privately. And he tells them that he does not speak to his family and it is okay to them if they separate from their families because he will be their friend and he will take care of them. And I have a snippet I'm going to play later of Jeffrey Marsh. He tells the kids, I'm only going to talk to you. Don't tell your parents. 
and he guides them into determining if they're a boy and want to be a girl, it's okay. And this is what you have to do. And if you're a girl and want to be a boy, he promotes a book called Gender Queer. Folks, if you have not heard of that book, look it up. Don't read it. You'll be disgusted. Just to give you a fact, if a grown adult handed that child a book like that on the street, you can be arrested for child pornography. However, all 50 states have mandated that book for youth reading. Now, in Florida, Moms for Liberty attacked the school system and they actually got that book pulled. So thank God for them. But I have pictures of that book that I'm going to show these gentlemen in a minute and I'm going to hear their reaction. But Elena, tell us more about your organization. What's the name? What's the name of the movie, the documentary? You got the floor. All right, so I do not have an organization. I am a lone ranger just fighting here with this film. And I made the film. It's called American Groomer, and you can watch it for free on AmericanGroomerFilm.com. And I made it so that others who are in organizations or other lone rangers can go out and fight and fight in their state houses and fight in their school boards and just use it to raise awareness to get people um, you know, informed because the mainstream media lies about books. Gender queer is one that they lie about the most, and they just say it's a nice book. It's a memoir, a coming of age story, and what it what is in it is absolutely vulgar and has no place in a child's classroom or library. And and in the you don't have to buy it. I'm glad you said not to buy it, Tim, because I don't want to give them any more money. I bought the book. And I read from it in the movie just enough for you to get an idea of exactly how bad it is and how serious this is. And and I'm just showing Mike and Rooster the pictures from that book. I have a whole documentary myself on this um, that I didn't put out. I used to do public speaking on this trash. And this, the furry agenda that's going on, um, it's unbelievable. But this particular book, Jeffrey Marsh promotes it, and it's horrendous. Here's what got me. When we went to school boards to talk to some political people, that book is in first grade. It is, how can I say, comic book pornography, if you will. They show things in these books that you wouldn't see in Playboy back in the 70s. Now, Mike, you just saw the picture. Disgusting. What do you think? It's it's disgusting. It's beyond disgusting. It's, mean, it's, it's, it's revolting. I wish I had the camera on to I show mean, your I reaction. Mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, got, I, I just have a problem when I see two men. It just makes me. Now, your son is older. He's in his 30s. Yeah. What if he came and said, hey, dad, look at this book I got to read for school. I'd be arresting somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It's atrocious. Now, Rooster. Yes. You just saw that. You have a son and a daughter older. Right. Right. What if your son or daughter came home with that book? I'd burn it, put it in a bag, and send it back to school. That's Mm -hmm. it. With a note. With a note. What would you write the teacher? That, uh. 
as far as I was concerned, they weren't much. No, no, because probably her and her wife would have some words for you. (laughs) (laughs) You caught that, Elena? (laughs) So there are other books. There are other things going on. The furry movement. Um, Please tell the listeners about that. Do you know what the furries are about? Well, I know what the the furries are about when it comes to children. Okay. And, you know, so they're, they, you, maybe you can talk about the original meaning of the word furry, but now what they're doing is making that word uh, comfortable for children by having children who, quote unquote, identify as animals, uh, have them be affirmed as animals. And we're seeing things like um, teachers who have to keep litter boxes and bird nests in the back of their classrooms for children who no longer identify as human. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Wait, wait. Litter boxes in the classroom to do what? Go to the bathroom? I don't know if they're actually going to the bathroom in them, but they're there for comfort for the child who thinks it's a cat. <laughs> We're in a world to make-believe. Yes, there's, a, there's an Oklahoma uh, state rep named Justin Humphrey who just put out a bill in Oklahoma saying that children who identify as animals are no longer wel- will be no longer welcome in the classroom and their parents have to pick them up or they're going to send an animal control to take them out. Mm-hmm. So this is actually how state reps have to spend their time because the world has gone so bonkers. I am reading that bill. I just pulled it up. Oklahoma rep filed a bill to have animal control and move furries from school grounds. Uh, <laughs> this is crazy. You know, when I was growing up, we watched we watched Mr. Rogers, the land of make believe and stuff like that. These people live in the land of make believe. House Bill 3084, it's called. That's the one. Uh, oh, I stand corrected. They actually do defecate in the litter boxes and the janitors are refusing to clean it. Thank you for clarifying that. I did not know. Uh, this is crazy. This is crazy. What in the world? Well, let's see where the furries originated. Uh, back in the 70s, Linda Lovelace and all that kind of era. Rooster's over here shaking his head, so he knows who that is. Um, they had adult orgy parties where they would dress up like animals and they would use specific toys as tails. And you could use your imagination on where they put the tail. They would wear headdresses, put on nails and ears, and they would act like animals. That was an adult thing. If you're a creepy adult, be a creepy adult behind closed doors. It's your business. Do not get this into the kids' mindsets. Because this is nothing but a groomer situation. So adults that are perverts and know what this is about are attracted to these kids dressed as animals. But as you said, the Oklahoma bill, here's another bill in Cincinnati, Ohio, a man is trying to say he did not rape a child because the child identifies as an animal. And that's on Fox news. These perverts will stop at nothing. You got minor attracted persons maps who somehow in California got the bill reduced to eight-year-old consensual sex, put them under the jail. 
This is sickening and it has to stop. Right now, we're in a godless generation where anything goes and these people are just out of control. But Elena, you're our guest today. I can go on and on about this. I hate this topic. It needs to be exposed. What do you have to say? Let, let, let's talk about what you're here for. Well, I just want parent, I don't want people to hear and understand that we can no longer trust the institutions that we have just become, you know, complacent. We've as Americans, we've gone on autopilot and we have trusted schools and libraries and the government to educate our children. So from the aspect of just math, science, and reading, our students are in free fall. They're doing terribly. We have fallen off the world stage. We're not even at the back anymore. Um, so that alone, people need to understand. But then you can say, ask why. And part of the reason why is because they have decided to put indoctrination into our children with uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and gender identity, and sexualization. Now. That's not just a statement that um, you know some crazy lady is making. The American Library Association has tremendous influence over every library in America, and they are pushing the, this gender and sexual uh, content onto children very actively and very outwardly. They're not even pretending, and they have been kicked out of South Carolina, Montana, um, Wyoming, and forgive me, I'm one other state that just said we're cutting ties with you because of what you're doing to children. You're no longer reliable. The teachers' unions are pushing these books into classrooms and insisting that teachers read them so that they can be more uh, compassionate to the gender craze um, and they can be more comfortable talking about these things with kids. Um, in colleges where teachers are being educated to become teachers, uh, they are talking about DEI, social change, gender identity, and they're focusing on those types of, even climate change, and focusing on all these woke ideologies instead of focusing on how to teach children to be thinkers and good at math and English and science. So th that's just a, those are just some broad strokes. There's so much more that I could go into. We can no longer trust these institutions and we got to get our kids out of there. We, we have to. You're absolutely right. And you're preaching to the choir. I'm, I'm an advocate for homeschooling. Um, I lived around the corner from Sandy Hook when it happened. And I can't believe what I saw. It was starting then when I was thinking about homeschooling my kids because I said they can't protect them. Did I know about any of this going on? No. I'm from a small country town. There was no such thing as perverts and all that. The bus driver by knew as Chester the molester. He was like the closest thing because of the urban legend, right? <laughs> but, or a white van, you just stayed away from vans in the neighborhood and don't take candy from everybody. Now it's, these kids are locked in the classroom with the perverts who are the teachers. These teachers are hired. The school boards are elected are we contributing to our own demise, in your opinion? Hey folks, Rooster here. Sit tight while we take this quick break. This episode is sponsored in part by Winning Tax Solutions. With the Biden regime hiring over 80,000 new IRS agents, that can't be in your favor. The average citizen will see more audits, bank levies, asset seizures, liens, and garnishments. 
With a team of former IRS special agents in your corner, you'll have peace of mind and the best representation possible. Before you consult with an overpriced attorney, contact Winning Tax Solutions. You'll be happy you did. For more information, visit www.winningtaxsolutions.com. With the increased violence in America, you want to legally carry your firearms for safety, but most important, be confident and accurate if you have to use them. To do that, you need to train on a regular basis. That's where the 2ACC comes in. We have many target designs to choose from, which help sharpen your skills while having some fun doing it. Best part, we're a nonprofit organization, and our fun to shoot targets were designed by children who believe in the Second Amendment. So support a great cause. Visit 2ACC.org and click on Targets to order now. Rooster, go ahead and answer that. You're nodding at me, so go yeah, ahead. I, I think so. We're uh, we're allowing it to happen. We're paying them actually to do this kind of stuff, and uh, there's no sense of somebody saying, "Hey, you got to stop this." It's wrong. And, and throw take their license or whatever you have to do. You know, uh, they well, should have never got that far. Well, think about the Catholic priest back in the day. They didn't fire him. They transferred him when they got caught fondling. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't hear about that till I was grown. You know, I guess it was a well-kept secret because, uh, well, you know, they, like you said, they'd move them from here to here to here. And uh, then when people started standing up talking about it, then all of a sudden it was an issue. It was a big issue. I went to Catholic school as a kid and... The guy that was about to be Monsignor, he got transferred out because he got caught fondling. Now, Mike, chime in from a law enforcement perspective. Is there anything from a law enforcement political perspective, I'll say? Yeah. How do we right these wrongs? They're after the kids. Why? What can we do? Well, well, the first thing happens, we have to win the presidency and we have to win congressional seats because the bottom line is the Department of Education funds all this. Good and Lord. The only, and, the only, and what you have to do is get rid of the Department of Education. There's no reason for it. There's no okay. reason for the Department of Education? No. We can just... I mean, the Department of Education didn't come into existence until the Nixon administration. I mean, before that, what happens? Every local... It should be school should be a localized thing, and now right. when you nationalize them, you can push an agenda like this. Otherwise, you have the funding for it. You have the teachers' union, which mm-hmm. are always heavily democratic. So it really comes down to to winning elections, which is hard to do because you know as soon as people die, they start voting Democrat. Oh, jeez. You know we've, we've and the Civil, know, Civil War veterans on top of that. I mean, all those people that died at Gettysburg swung the presidential election. You know, for uh, for Biden. Unbelievable. And Unbelievable. We don't control, we don't have the power. We, we, have a, we have a corrupt Department of Justice. Look, I worked with the FBI when I was on the job, and there was some good, some bad, but they've gotten totally corrupt, totally left-wing. Is it because they hire from leftist well, establishments? Well, or? that started with Obama. He changed the hiring practices. So, yeah, you hire from schools like Harvard, like Yale, like Stanford, and it sounds great on paper. But then they added, like, they wanted them to have some sort you know, if they're involved with left-wing organizations, you know, involuntary, they would they would have a leg up. They get a bonus. Yeah, exactly right. And um, But what happens is when they promote them, 
They use that DEI, which is diversity, mm-hmm. equity, equity, and inclusion. And inclusion crap. Which, of course, I lost out on many jobs because I'm a white guy, you know. Um, you're be, white. I might be competent, <laughs> right? But if you're competent, that has nothing to do with your uh, <laughs> with your, your ability to get the job. Right. And so what happens is the only people that are getting promoted and going to Washington are leftists. Unbelievable. So if they don't fit that DEI and have a left, le- a real left, hard left leaning profile, mm-hmm. they don't make it. If you're a conservative manager for the FBI, you're stuck in the field office. You don't get moved. You just get if you trapped. Wanna, right. If you want to move up and you go get to Washington and get, so now all you have in Washington is everyone of a like mindset. Now, here's the big problem. And Elena, I want you to chime in on this. When you have, like I worked in D.C. Right. when I was on the job. You go to get coffee, leftist work at the coffee right. shop. Right. The people that bring you your files yep. are all leftist. The people that valet your car, leftist. The people that make your lunch, yep. leftist. They start slow walking things. Oh, we need you know 5,000 copies of this. We need it by 2 o'clock. They'll bring it tomorrow. Yeah. Instead, they purposely sabotage everything you do. Now, Elena, you, am I saying that right, by the way? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are, yeah. Perfect. You being from the nutmeg area as well, when you transplanted to the South, what was your reasoning, if you want to share, and how do you feel about the Northern states now? My, my reasons were a few, but, you know, one of them is really just to be closer to my, my elderly mother. But mm-hmm. when I switched, getting out of Massachusetts, it was such a relief to get away from the woke politics. Hallelujah. That was the thing. It was, it was really affecting us the way we were living, you know, all through the, the, uh, the big illness. The pan- we, we were unable to go into restaurants for a while, for a long time. And then when we were allowed to go... We had to wear masks um, in between bites at restaurants. You know, it, it became so absurd the way they were forcing us to live. And wait, wait, spending wait. spending millions of dollars on LGBTQIA agendas in schools and in City Hall. And everywhere I went, there was a, a Black Lives Matter sign. And I knew that BLM was in a corrupt organization right from the beginning and that it was all, you know, nonsense, all of it. And so I was sick of it. I was sick of living a lie and feeling like having an American flag hanging in front of my house made it put it, made me a target. And one of the things that I saw for an example is there was this house around the corner for me and it had a BLM flag giant flying. And then they were moving out of town. And so they put the house on the market, but they changed it to an American flag. On you know, Real. Because yeah, they knew that the BLM flag was divisive, and, and, and so the realtor talked them into hanging an American flag. Now you hang an American flag when you think it's going to make you a few extra bucks on your house? Maybe? Um, and it's just the hypocrisy of the people became unbearable. And I'm now down in Florida, and everywhere I turn, there's an American flag, and I just feel like I'm almost in a normal place, where almost like an older America that I grew up in. That you remember. Country. Yep. Yep. Now you just said something. We only got a couple minutes here, so I want to touch base on this. You had to eat in restaurants and pull your mask down, take a bite, and put the mask back up. Well, that's what they were telling people to do. I did not do it. Uh, I wasn't going. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, really? You guys missed that? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that down here. 
Yeah. No. Back at you. No, no. I, I, I'd like to respond to something that Mike said sure. really quick um, about, you know, destroying the DOA and the schools. There's another way to do it besides voting that is much faster, and that is for parents to put their foot down and take their kids out of the schools. Be, yep. As soon as we just pull as many kids as possible, 50, 60, 70 percent of kids stop showing up, the funding dries up. The whole system collapses, and it can be rebuilt in a in a more sane and stable way. Ooh, I like that. Voting, takes too, voting is too slow. So if we all collectively just say no more with the public schools until you fix these issues, they can actually lose funding. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I you know I, listen. I, I can't say I, I really understand the system enough, but that's like any other supply and demand <laughs> issue. They're not going to continue to pay teachers these exorbitant salaries when people aren't going to the schools and when they have, you know, three kids in the classroom per teacher. They're going to consolidate and they're going to start saving money. Yep. They're going to have to. Yep. What are the the teachers unions are going to flip out completely? Unreal. Rooster, chime in here, brother. I don't know how it would fall, how how the house of cards would fall, but it would fall. It would definitely fall. Go ahead, Rooster. When, uh, when I lived in Mississippi, we went to a little country school, my son did, and we went up for teacher's uh, parents' day to eat, and I guess he was the only one in school that had to pay for his lunch, so they had to call the office to see how much we had to pay since we were parents because they never charged anybody. Right, they were all on welfare? I, yeah. Good and so then, then we started saying that, we didn't think the school was right. We wanted to move him to the city, and they said, we can't do that because for every child we lose, we lose $10,000. Now, that was years ago. Oh. So they put a price on these kids' heads and say, you got this many kids, that's how many teachers you need, this is what we can support. And like you said, if you take the 70% out, all of a sudden that child is worth Fifty thousand or whatever it may be, Good you know, night. and they're not going to pay that. So it's a numbers game. It's, numbers it's all about game. the money. Sure it is. Mm-hmm. Mike, chime in here because we're about to end. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's what we we got to get rid of the Department of Education because that's what controls. They are indoctrinating our kids. They're not teaching them. They're indoctrinating them. People should learn how to garden, how to read, how to write, how to do mathematics, mechanics, right, masonry. Mechanics, exactly yep. right. And instead, what are they learning about the, diff- the, the 20 different genders? I mean, it's ridiculous. Political science and crap yeah. like that. Yeah, it's just worthless. Yep. Let, let me add one more thing. I <laughs> took my daughter to New Orleans for her summer trip. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I didn't let her go. You know, I went with her. And we got on this tram. And I looked over, and this guy had a dress on <laughs> with shoes, a beard, and long hair. And I, a beard. A beard. And I looked at my daughter and I said, who dressed that guy? Oh, Lord. And it's like, you know, it, it was it was a strange sight. But now it's everywhere. It, 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 they closed mental institutions. Where I used to live up in Newtown, there was a mental institution called Fairfield Hills. It was a state-run mental institution. Same town as Sandy Hook, by the way. Fairfield Hills closed one day. Everybody got a weird phone ring on your house phone. This is when you had house phones back in the day. The state funding dried up. They opened the door and let everybody out. That's how they closed Fairfield Hills that had over 600 inmates. They just said, 
let them go. See, but, now they're not inmates, they're patients. No, they're politicians. One of them's president. <laughs> uh, I'll, and I'll, teachers. And yes. teachers. For goodness sake, look at the rear admiral. <laughs> oh, he comes to work in a dress. One of Biden's administration picks. I can go on and on. Miss Elena, we are out of time. Where can the people find your movie? They can watch it for free at AmericanGroomerFilm.com. AmericanGroomerFilm.com. I'm going to put a link in the description. It's been great to have you. We always, you got an open door. You can come back anytime. And Mike, Winning Tax Solutions. Yep. People, you're going to need it. What's happening now between... IRS and Social Security, you're going to need winningtaxsolutions.com. Make sure you check them out. Rooster. Yes. Always great having you. You know that. Oh, yeah. Rooster I, is the voice of you. our intros, our commercials. He's a, a very Southern guy, Miss Elena, but he chimes in from time to time with some zingers. So we love having Rooster. But it's been great having you. Folks, we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed the show, and don't forget to visit 2ACC.org. Goodbye.